This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Everyone deserves a chance in the driver's seat. For GM and Revolt, that means leading the way on the road to an all electric future and envisioning a world with zero crashes, zero tailpipe emissions, and zero congestion. GM's committed to making EVs accessible for everybody. That means you too. So what are you waiting for? GM's got the keys. You grab the wheel. Learn more about an all-electric future and the 000 initiative at GM.com. GM, everybody in. What's up, y'all? This is Biddy from DGB. I'm here to put y'all up on game about Anchor. Now, if you haven't heard about Anchor by Spotify, let me give you a quick rundown. Now, basically, it's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. Now, here's how it works. Anchor lets you record and edit your podcast right from your phone or the computer. So no matter what your setup is, you can start creating today. That means you can't make no excuses about you got to go on Amazon, get this microphone, get this certain camera. I need this and that. No, you can go right on Anchor, record today. Then you can distribute your podcast to the most popular listening platforms, including Spotify and any other places where you uh, listen to podcasts. Um, You can do that with a single tap. It's easy. Just record, click. Anchor is also the only place where you can publish video podcasts to Spotify. Now, with Anchor, creators can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. And best of all, Anchor is totally free. All you got to do is go download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. So what's your excuse, man? Get started. Like, now. Yes. <laughs> What's up, you guys? It's your girl Johnny Blaze, and I'm jumping off the porch with Dirty Glove Bastard. <laughs> All right, today we got Johnny Blaze off the porch. Welcome to DGB. How are you? I'm good. <laughs> How have you been during the quarantine? Um, minding my business, getting money, um, staying in the house, mm-hmm. and really just putting things into play mm-hmm. of like what I want to um, manifest on and accomplish. Yeah. So. Let me stop playing with y'all. What's the fuck y'all? I'm on the porch, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> ah, you not. Hey, right, go ahead, go ahead. Uh, sorry, I'm oh, yeah. I'm on the porch. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Where are you from originally? Valdosta, Georgia. Mm. Moody Air Force Base. I'm a military kid. I'm an Air Force brat, I guess you could say. Um, I moved to Houston, Texas, New York, Detroit, LA, Miami. And I'm an ATL ho right now. <laughs> so yeah, I'm a I'm a mover, I guess you could say a mover baby. <laughs> How did growing up in each of those cities like affect you as a person or what type of kid were you described yourself growing up? Um I had to adapt quickly. I was always the one that I never thought I was like the baddest girl in the world. Mm. But I knew something about me was like 
at first I thought it was weird, but I, that was off that just people didn't really gravitate to. So I just, you know, really kept to myself and I analyzed things in every city and I just kind of built, okay, this is what you don't do. This is what you do do. So everything that I learned from each city is in me. So it's just like, you know, I got a little H town in me. I got a little ATL in me. I got a little up north, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> um, and it's just, it made me. So it, it, it teaches you a lot of things. I have different stories in different cities from, you know, being New York, from New York to Florida. Also, I live in Florida. From Florida, moving to New York, I was dealing with human trafficking. It taught me a lot. You know, I was on drugs at a certain part of Houston, moving into New York again. Like there's different things that you learn from and what not to do in each city. And you just build yourself up, you know, mm. moving is not really, it don't really affect me because I've moved all my life. Mm. So, yeah. Where did you strike your passion in music? Oh, I was born like this, honey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm just gifted, you know what I'm saying? Uh, I sing and play instruments, blindfolded and shit. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm fire. That's, I think that's the number one thing that I'm just, I wouldn't say cocky. You're supposed to be confident in something that you know for a fact, common sense that you're, you're really well at. Mm. And I know that I'm really well at singing, really great at like instruments, like listening to things and listening to classical music, jazz. And that's, you know, it, I was born like that. Mm. Let's say you can't get that. You can't buy that. Can't buy that finesse. Mm. <laughs> So you play a total of six instruments, yeah. right? Uh-huh. How old were you when you started learning how to play each instrument? And what six I instruments was in my mama's womb thinking it was a piano man tapping on her stomach or something <laughs> like that. Um, I, I would say six, like six years old. And then by the time I was like seven, eight, I was playing like Mozart, Beethoven. Mm -hmm. I was like, mom, look at this shit. <laughs> She's like, oh, that's, that's different. I'm <laughs> like, what? <laughs> So he just kept buying me, um, <clears throat> excuse me, she brought me this cassettes, these like eight cassette tapes of different um, classical music. And I would hear about you and just play on my, my keyboard that she got me. Mm. And it just went from there. I've been like that since yeah, birth. Mm. Natural, honey. <laughs> mm. So now, did you find the strip club or did the strip club find you? Mm -hmm. Did you find the strip club or did the strip club find you? I don't know. That's a trick question. Yeah, man. <laughs> Alright, cool. Because that's the number one person. If it's not my mom, it's her. You in the strip club! Mm. Um, but I found the strip club. Mm. I was going through the human trafficking and stuff like that and a customer that I had um, he's like, you're too pretty to be doing what you got. You should go to the strip club. At least you ain't got to do this. I was like, the hell is that? Mm. <laughs> and my, <laughs> my first strip club was um, Onyx in Philly. Mm. When I turned 18. Yeah. And it just went from there. So my, my mentality of just going through all the things as a child, by the time I got in the club, you can tell me nothing at 18. Like I was just like on a grown woman, like give me my money. Like mm -hmm. that's all I cared about. So I kind of, I would say it both ways. Mm -hmm. I found it and it found me. Mm -hmm. Ain't nothing wrong with it. It's all about what you do after, mm -hmm. you know, save your money and invest, get out of it. Yeah. What was your exact reason? We're starting to dance. Um, I got tired of being poor. Mm. I'm getting tired of a lot of things that you know that you can change. I was just thinking like, yo, it, in this world, it's so many ways to make money. It's sickening. Mm. Like, we just don't put the pressure or apply it to, mm. to really make it happen because, you know, in this society, we're, we're taught, oh, 
if you're and it's not about race it's really with any culture like oh if this you're not supposed to have good credit you're supposed to be like this if you were born poor you're gonna be poor like it's stuck it's it's embedded in you and i wasn't that girl like i know my pretty talented ass ain't supposed to be broke Mm. it ain't no way in hell so that mentality is what pushed me with stripping it was I want to help my family. I want to mm-hmm. take care of them. I want, I want to see my brothers. Like I wasn't the materialistic person and neither were my family, but I seen these things that I felt like they should have. Mm-hmm. So sneakers, school, I just brought my brother like, and this is after, you know, I retired like from dancing for years, buying him a car, like things that make you happy and also makes me happy that you can get it. And you probably thought you couldn't. So that mm-hmm. was my motive, like rent paid, mama bills good. Like, you know, mm-hmm. like stuff like that. So that was my motivation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What was the wildest thing you ever seen in the club? Wild dancing. Oh, a girl like I, I don't know where that. <laughs> I don't know where that air came from down there, but I'm hoping that it was a queef and that's acceptable. But if it was air that came from somewhere else, you a nasty bitch, and you got some toxic ass fart because bitch, I seen a bitch push. Like down there, and fire came out. Like she had a little blow in the fire. But this is my thing. Where the fuck did the air come from? Makes sense, right? I knew it. See? Bitch, I've been sitting here like that gotta be. And I don't know what made it worse is I was close up. Mm. Like this her ass cheeks and this me. Because I'm thinking something else gonna happen. You know, you probably set your stuff on fire. I've seen that before. Mm. All that crazy shit. But she did it in the air blue, and I was like, well, where did that come from? Ask me another question because it's fucked up. And that's a true ass story. I ain't gonna say what strip club or what person because unfortunately this person is still my friend. Mm-hmm. I never really asked her. After this interview, I'm gonna ask her because this is some fucked up shit. <laughs> Maybe she felt comfortable because it was me. Maybe so. But that air came from somewhere, didn't it? Yeah. Two places. <laughs> All right, we on the same boat. Ask me another question. You got me fucked up. <laughs> What's the most you ever made in the night? <laughs> oh, like a good 11000 I would say, like, well, without with tip out and all that stuff is. Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. It's like cool, nine ten. I had tipped out people, my security for picking up my money. It was my birthday badge. Mm-hmm. My birthday badges usually always be popping. Mm. Blue flame. I'm coming right after this uh, interview. I know Tuesdays is popping. I'll wait. Worry about it. <laughs> How did it make you feel to be weaponized in the Sauce Walker and Drake beef at the time? How did it make you feel to be a weapon within the Drake and Sauce Walker oh, beef at the time? Let me tell you a little motherfucker something, okay? This gonna be the flyest damn interview you ever get from anybody, period, okay? Ain't shit burning down there, all right? That was a fucked up, it was a fire-ass line at the time. But that's fucked up. Cause now my stupid ass be on the screenshot, my phone like, look, I'm I'm clean. Look, y'all gotta stop doing them jokes. I have nothing to do with that, okay? Mm. But it was a fire-ass line. Mm. I mean, that's what you do when, you, when you're a rapper. Mm. You, you're gonna slug. And sometimes it's, it, it, it isn't even about a bitch. Everybody know when it, when it comes to a battle, 
Mm-hmm. You slug somebody's parents, their mama, their kids, mm-hmm. which is messed up. A girl that they probably did fucked with that's popular. And it, it gets under, nine times out of the ten, it gets under people's skin. Mm-hmm. So he, I mean, that's what usually happens with stuff like that. But that was messed up. You know? Have you talked to both parties since? I'm queen of shit. Fuck you for that shit. Um, <laughs> I got unblocked by Drake and Sauce doesn't say nothing bad. I don't, I don't have... People see how I am now and be thinking like, I know she got cloned. Like, I just don't... It's not me being careless. It's just I've gotten older and I know my potential. I know my work. Um, I know that I'm a great individual and I want to live by that. And you can't live by that unless you clean up your past. So that's what I did. And now that I'm just chilling, you feel me? And, you know, smoking my weed and singing <laughs> and getting my shit together. Now I'm getting a little buzz in Atlanta. And I was like, mm. oh, nah, that's what we didn't want to happen. Yeah, bitch, it's happening. Yep. Thank you, OnlyFans. <laughs> 600 bands. Don't need no label. OnlyFans. Huh? What are you talking about? Ran my money up, stacked it, and now I'm doing great. So people aren't, aren't used to somebody just being like, it's cool. So I ain't really feeling the type of way with the mm. Drake. Thing. I don't really feel no type of way with nothing. Mm. NBA Youngboy had did a, a diss. I wouldn't even say it was a diss record. It was a little punchline about me. But I've never had no type of physical with him or anything. Maybe it's because I didn't want to talk or I don't know what it was. But this song, it's like, oh, Johnny about to come back. Yeah, I'm about to come back with this record that we just recorded the week before. And y'all can listen to that. But me entertaining or even going back and forth with somebody, it's, it takes a lot of energy out of me. Like, you see my crystals. Like, I'm, I'm very, like... You feel me? Like all energy person. Yeah. <laughs> mm. <laughs> How did you become a cast member on Love and Hip Hop? Shit, I'm bomb as fuck. Where y'all look, y'all sitting there. Don't let this little quarantine five pounds that I didn't gain fool you. I look good. I look good on camera. Even when I got zits or everything, I look fucking good. Nah, I'm just fire. I'm very loud. <laughs> um, I'm just energetic. I'm, you know, I'm me. And usually networks look for people that um, are outgoing and stuff. And I, I killed that shit. And I, I'm not proud of some of the things that I showed because I wasn't right at that time. But now I'm on this TV show now, season four for Growing Up in Hip Hop on WeTV. And let's just say when certain things happen, I'll be sitting there they're like, they cloned Johnny because I don't react. Mm. Um, it has nothing to do with me. None of my business. If it does have something to do with me and I feel like I can control enough to sit here and not say nothing and let it be, then I'm going to do that because I don't have no more chances, I feel. Mm-hmm. I feel like this is my year. I feel like this is my time. And I'm not letting nobody take that from me. Mm. I, I worked too hard to be ho- told no. And yeah, that's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so. I'm on some chill shit. <laughs> in what way did you utilize the platform that Living Hip Hop gave you to expand your career and your brand? Being me. I don't regret what I showed on Living Hip Hop because that was me at the time. What I am happy about is that they got to see something authentic, something that was from every cast member said, like, that's not no play, that's her. Like, she's loving, she's out, you know, at that time. And now that they're going to see me this year on TV and I'm calm, people change. It's mm. such true meaning of people changing. It could be the, it's probably more difficult to believe because it's so much, but people change. People ain't got time. That shit, I heard it causes wrinkles when you get mad. I ain't, I'm scared of that shit. 
Now, mm. ass shots, titties, and shit I could do. What the fuck am I going to do with the wrinkles in my forehead? Mm. Shoot myself in my head. And, no, no, no time for that energy. Hell no. I like being happy. I like being talkative. I like being who I am. Mm. I like my bloopers. I like, like, I love my mistakes, everything, because you learn from that. Like, people don't know how to be like that no more. That shit is the most illest thing ever. And it took me a while to get there. So I would say showing them something authentic mm. on TV. Look, I'm in an interview and one of my nails missing. Don't mean I'm broke. It's just there, you did. <laughs> and being authentic, how has that helped your brand? Awesome. You know how many people is like me? Not literally like me, but they're, they're carefree. They, man, I, I got shit to do before I go. Straight up. I got shit to do. I got shit to prove for myself. My music. My creativity, I got things to touch, music to touch people. I got shit to do. Mm. So why am I going to sit there and wait and do all this crazy stuff to keep away from that? Mm. I'm super good on that. Hell no. <laughs> no. <laughs> all right. See, now, prior, you mentioned you made 600000 off OnlyFans. And I, I mistakenly thought it was 500000 And it I pay my taxes. Ain't no IRS. And you did it all without getting naked. Credit score 18. I still don't drive. I, I missed my driver's test today because I knew I was going to fuck up that parallel. I, I had them two blunts. I knew it was over. The lady called. I, the number you have dialed. You played the show. Give me another appointment. <laughs> um, yeah, I did. I made more than that. And I'm not like a bragger. When I be posting it, I be trying to tell people like, it's the same thing as in a strip club. You're doing the same exact thing. You're just getting people that don't like going to strip club. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's called OnlyFans, your favorite people. You got to, there's different, like I said, there's millions, millions of ways to get money. This is just how I get mine. You're going to respect it. Somebody in the label, somebody in that office, which have been, respects it. They see I'm moving. I'm doing numbers like as if I'm fucking signed. Mm -hmm. Ain't none of my damn records no lower than 500,000 views, you feel me? And that's off of love from Atlanta, Houston, whatever city I'd have stripped at. Now I reversed it, went back to them 350 cities and now I'm singing. Mm. If you want something, you won't get it. But I couldn't do the stripping because it took too much, too much energy. 10 to 3 in the morning is really my time where I'm doing studio. Now all I'm doing, I'm doing a couple twerk videos with some thongs, playing piano, twerking and stuff. That ain't gonna harm nobody. Mm. And I'm making a killing and I'm doing what I love to do. Mm. So, ah. Mm. People often mistake the content you can produce on OnlyFans. We know what it's popular for, but you sit here telling us today you made over five hundred thousand without yeah. doing. I mean, if you want to show a boob or two, so fucking right. It's people that's poor and there's. I don't want to say because I have friends. There's smaller people that's about you know small. I'm short too. I'm five, so they about three feet, and they making bricks like. Girls that dance and twerk in sundresses. It's girls that sell feet mm. all day. All they're doing is pouring oil on their feet and they have the person's favorite song playing in the background for four minutes and it's a $500 video. If I have 2.1 million followers and I get 20 million impressions, which I do. And then I also created where I have over 260 girls that I found and purposely knew that they was dancing and put them on OnlyFans and now we're all a group. And all we do is shout each other out. We're crossing our fan bases. So all we really have to do now is just make videos on a certain day, cross them over, and you're making money. I don't charge them. And if I do charge them, it'd be so cheap. Like, I don't want nothing from them. Like, it's really just to see you grow. But my page got disabled due to this 
person. Um, <laughs> um, I had a backup page that was 60,000 followers and still caked up the amount that I made from on a regular because I had the girls that would shout me out. It's all about a hustle. Like it's how much you want it, how bad you want it. Suki talks about it. She is the one that came to me and asked me how to do it. And she just posted, thank you for making me $40,000 to open up my shop. Remember the shop that I wanted to open up? People don't understand stuff. So they begin to um, hate it or dislike it because they don't understand it or can't do it or can't be it. Mm -hmm. So if y'all are one of those four, <laughs> you kiss my ass. <laughs> the ass shot one, the left one. Uh huh. Yeah. How do you feel about the double standard that comes with people who produce content on OnlyFans? Oh, I don't be caring about none of that. I really don't even know what what double standard. I don't pay attention to nothing. The person not giving me ten to thirteen thousand. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to sixty percent on hotels. So whether it's cousin Kevin's kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin, or Becky's bachelorette bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline dollars a week i've never made that much money and you don't see me with no flossy stuff i probably got two chains and those is for free because of my name shout out to status jewels uh <laughs> um i you can't tell me nothing uh, the only person can probably tell me something is when i get involved with somebody and they feel that it's a need yes i respect them as a man because yeah you don't want your girl twerking and if you feel that we can invest in something and build and yeah but it's i'm all about positive but until then, I ain't got no kids. I'm not embarrassing nobody. I ain't none nobody business. You could block me. I'm making money. And I'm actually getting recognition from people like Billie Holiday, Lil Nas. Um, not Billie Holiday. Um, Billie, um, Billie Eilish. I'm sorry. <laughs> R.I.P. Billie Holiday. R.I.P. I know y'all about to make me a meme. It's cool. We gonna get back to that. You knew what I meant. Um, <laughs> you know, people like that, they be like, yeah, I know of you. I hear you. I see you out here. Like that. That's dope. So. Huh. <laughs> they ain't gonna let the Billy Holiday <laughs> shit go. <laughs> Don't bloop it out either. Let it ride. <laughs> With the rise of female unity in the music industry, do you regret on entertaining any past beef? Hell no, I'm cool with everybody. <laughs> like, I'm dead ass cool with it. I don't have problems with nobody. Came to show me cool, cashed off cool. You know what I'm saying? I don't have no issues with nobody. Mm. Like, there's nothing for me to dislike with anybody. Mm. I'm super good. It's all love. Yeah. What was the conversation like with those women? Cash dog. Oh, me admitting, like, you know, sometimes I could be off the Richter. Sometimes they could be off the me and Kim Shell, we both was wrong. Definitely. Me and Cash Dog was more of a misunderstanding. Um me and just Britney was like a misunderstanding because we've known each other for a little minute. Like it's just all about conversing. The biggest gift that God ever gave you was your mouth. It's just people don't know how to use it. So I just manned up, manned up. And now y'all gonna think I'm somebody else. <laughs> um, I just warmed up and, you know, I apologize. It's cool with it. And I'm, I'm, I'm in a good place with it. Yeah. How has your life changed since your HS diagnosis? Oh my God. I thought I, I was going to have an outbreak last week as my arms started hurting i was like oh i have not you know what i have not had an outbreak since the the, the one that i had told everyone about mm -hmm. it's painful oh my god it's like i would never put that on nobody it's like it's like your skin swells up into a boil and it's either they have to 
cut it to drain it. Sometimes you can get scars from it. Some people's skin rip. Like it's it's terrible. Mm. But I don't want people to feel like they're ugly or not human because of it. You still got to go out. You still got to be the person that you are. It's just something that, you know, over time, my mom even shows me remedies to help my like skin. I also have eczema. So it's just, uh, I'm a walking like sensitive girl. <laughs> with your fair share of hardship, experiencing with life in the music industry itself, how did you rediscover your passion for music? Um, the pain. Pain always brought me, which it was, uh, it's a lot in my life, has always brought me back to what I know I was always in love with. And now that I'm more focused and there's nothing that's taking me away from the focus, it's like, it's on now. Like, it's like overdrive. Like, what's next? What I need to do? What's this? What vocal class? What's this? Maybe I should take uh, piano classes to advance. Anything that's going to make it greater than what it is. So. And what is your creative process like? Like, walk us through a Johnny Blaze yeah. writing session. <laughs> I say this because y'all have to understand, like, and y'all like, why does she always talk about weed? I'm going to explain y'all 101. I am a recovering addict for eight years. It's about to be nine this year. And um, I did every drug under the sun. And when I stopped, I stopped myself. And then I, <laughs> the last drug that I never tried was weed. And that was higher than all of them. Like I felt at ease. It didn't bother me. My mom didn't have a problem with it. And this is just me being real. And I just, that's one of my number one things, like process. My weed keeps to myself, my candle. I have maybe two or three friends. I don't have a party in my sessions because I really want to focus. And people that, you know, I have writers, we have writers camp and that's just me. I'm very simple. I'm so simple. My tea and that's it. Mm -hmm. that's all you know and good vibes that's it it's very very simple mm -hmm. you put a lot of yourself into creating your visuals mm -hmm. why do you feel like visual art is so important it expresses things that people normally wouldn't think that you're capable of um that's what the brain i feel is you know useful <laughs> some people don't use it <laughs> uh we only use 10 percent and motherfuckers mm -hmm. just keep to that 10 percent and I look at visuals and I'm like, damn, the song, sometimes the song might not be big. It might be the video that makes it bigger than what the song is. And now the song is big. Now mm -hmm. it's big. Um, I was slowly a weekend fan and mm -hmm. now I'm like a, a great, like crazy fan. And his visuals is what started it. And I'm like, bro, what? Mm -hmm. Like super dope. Oh yeah. Let me start doing this. And that's where the money comes in where, now that's a different type of artist, but I want something like that. So now I have the money to fund it and now I can do something like that. Like I've always been, I'm a Gemini, honey. Mm -hmm. We different. <laughs> <laughs> what do you want listeners to take from your forthcoming EP? Life. I'm talking about heartbreak, pain, um, feel good music that you could just wake up to and stuff. Um, it's different types of hours of the day. My EP is called Big Pressure. You feel me? Um, I named it that because I feel like I am pressuring people. I'm, I'm a problem. But I'm and I smile about it because it's like, I used to be so sad about it. Like, why am I a threat to people? Like, I don't want to be no threat. That's not me being cocky. It's like, damn, why? 
Why nobody? Why? Like, are you that scared of me being successful? Because I'm not scared of you being successful. So it's always something. Oh, if these girls twerk, but then when Johnny twerks and plays around, it's a problem. Mm. All right. So I'm pressured to you, motherfucker. So that's what I'm going to call it. Mm. You feel me? And the, the front cover is freaking, it's pressure too. Mm. <laughs> so, um, yeah, stay tuned. It's, it's going to be, it's going to be a hot summer for you motherfuckers. <laughs> Any features? Yes. Um, I'm currently working on this record. And I have to get to Miami. Um, after I did the quarantine with Tori, we've been talking about a record. So it it didn't make the EP, but it will, you know, soon this year. Mm. Um, Lights and Keisha, I have, which my single is called Carlton featuring Lights and Keisha. And I have Derez Deshaun on another record called Emotions. And it's so lit. It's mm. super dope. Mm-hmm. Speaking of quarantine radio, we all witnessed the milk. I ain't even do no milk. <laughs> Yeah, I did. Yeah, I did. One time. We witnessed the milk, the handstand. We witnessed the whole show. The hookah in the butt. Because <laughs> I knew what I wanted to do. Mm. See, people, see, you got to understand, I do what people know that I'm going to do. And mm. then I do what I love to do. So mm. what I did is I twerked and did all that crazy shit. Got y'all ass attention. And I know Tori by now. That man is not about to do no quarantine radio without doing a talent show somewhere in it because he is an artist. So I got y'all attention and it worked. Mm. And then I played that damn piano and started singing and it just went out the window. It was just like, oh nah, she's, that's the same girl, the hookah girl. You remember the hookah butt girl? Bruh, she sing and that's what happened. I gained over like, I have to say 90,000 followers because of him. And it was just now when we're out of quarantine, it's like, now everybody's like, oh, time to book her. Time to book her. They're like, come on with it. I got a new single. Uh-huh. Put that money in that marketing. Yeah, come on with it. Yeah. That, and it worked. Mm. I'm a marketing guru. Mm. I, that, that, I get 120,000 followers a month. And it's not off of it's other people. It's just, I work. Mm. So, gotta, gotta work with what you got. And mm. that's what I do. <laughs> yep. Anything else you'd like to say to the people? What's up? No. <laughs> okay. So on a more serious note, what is your stand on the George Floyd movement and also the Breonna Taylor movement? Whew. Okay, so I was just speaking about this um, the other day. People sometimes want to express a certain way and it could come off like they either don't know what they're talking about or either they say the wrong thing, but they didn't mean it. Now they have to backtrack and apologize. Uh, I don't know if you can curse on here, but it's fucked up. It's not cool. Um, I lost someone about eight years ago to gun violence, not with police, but with another person and he died. That was my boyfriend that passed away. So I'm all against violence. But when you do something like that and you keep on seeing the same, oh, let's just go buy some 50 cent posters and put this person's name on it and hope y'all change it. And you keep doing that over and over and over again. And then after a while, you're like, well, all right, y'all don't want to do it this way. This is the other way. And it's sad that all 50 states 13 countries, I think, had to do this, 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 they want to call it rioting, but I feel like it's standing up for what you believe in. It was wrong what, he, what happened. It was so super wrong from the grocery um, guy to the police to everything. Even the person that was your second day on, on, you know, on duty, you should know that, that was wrong. You know what I'm saying? So now that everybody's rioting and doing these things, now it's wrong. I, I personally don't see anything wrong with it and it's not to condone it. 
it's more of people are angry. We're yeah. tired of putting up the posters and being like, hope that makes a change. And it doesn't. Mm. The same thing with Brianna. Like it's it's constant hurt and pain and people are fed up. And the best thing that we could do as in our community is stick together and be loving and peaceful to each other and take our power and do what we need to do, make our voice. If there's somebody that has followers, a bunch of followers, whatever it is that can speak up or encourage people to do better, you know, against things that's going on. So that's what I would really think about. I think it's fucked up. <laughs> it's not cool. Yeah. Should have said at the beginning, right? Um, just be yourself. Uh, stay prayed up. Be loving to each other. Um, don't do things just to, for clout. Remember that you got your own clout inside. You just got to figure out how to build that motherfucker. Um, and check out the EP is dropping in July. My single Carlton featuring Lice and Keisha will be dropping next month. Um, I love you, mom and dad. And I'm thankful for my friends and family. <laughs> and I'm on a porch, bitch. <laughs> Wait a minute. A bitch on the porch. I done made it. That's, yeah, that was it. That's it. Oh, follow me on Instagram. And, <laughs> and YouTube, Johnny Blaze, Twitter, Johnny Blaze. Yeah, I'm on a porch, bitch. <laughs> what a Balenciaga, bitch. I ain't never could afford. I can afford it now, and it's real. And it's real. And I'm out. Ain't Johnny Blaze, and I'm hotter than a Austin. Oh, you seen the car, so you better come a caution. He want me to. Hey everyone, Pananana. my name is Odessa and you are in tune to Reasonings with Odessa. Now, if you are looking for something that is going to give you all access to Caribbean and African pop culture, this podcast is for you. Reasonings with Odessa is brought to you exclusively by Revolt Podcast Network, anchored in hip hop and powered by creators.